You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. And it's Dan. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking stuff. You got bourbon. Yeah, I'm drinking bourbon. Me too. Always. I'm drinking coffee. Cheers, guys. Because I've lost like uh, I lost half my blood earlier today. Ching. Yeah. Mm. What happened? Dunkin' Donuts. Mm, replace that. What'd you What'd you do? With, what happened to your blood? I, some crazy lady with a needle took it. She just stole it from me. Wow. She didn't even give an explanation. Wow. You You were sharing that that's not one of your favorite things no. to do. She said, "Sit down," and then she stole my blood. Wow. Are you a blood guy, Dan? Uh, it doesn't bother me. No. No. It do you Do you actively give blood, or or is it more of like a if you have to get? Uh. I'm I'm not super proactive with it either, but sure. when it has to happen, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, See, they take I mean, three vials, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Yeah. If I had to donate like four gallons, or yeah, yeah. take from you, yeah, four not good. Is a lot. Four gallons. You don't even have four <laughs> gallons in your body. <laughs> I know. They just Jeez. hold you overnight until you replace it, and then good they take more. Good lord. Yeah. Right. All right. That's well, how it goes. I think so. It's like a. We're off to a good start here. A lot of blood and guts talk. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, yeah, man. It's been a long time since we've all been in the room together. Yes. Well, since the last time we were in the room together. Well, depending on when these airs, it could have been last week. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm not sure mm-hmm. when it last happened. But the last know. time we had you on the show, Dan, you had some fancy thing you had to run off to or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things are happening in your Wheeling world. Wheeling and dealing. Things are happening. Things are happening. And, and so for those of you who had listened to that episode, we were just starting to introduce... The transformation from sound images, where we traditionally have uh, recorded this podcast for two years. Sound Images, Studio yep. B, we've talked about it at the end of the show, brought to you by Sound Images, and now... It's changed. It's Gwyn Sound. It's Gwyn Sound now. Why so, is it Gwyn Sound? Did we talk about that? Why it's called No, no. That's when all of a sudden he left the room oh, in a flash. There was fancy. There was guys with microphone, like headsets on, like security, yeah. and they swooped him out of here. Yeah. Boom, he was code gone. Red, we red. had no clue what happened, Cover, but whatever it was, it was yep. huge. So what's going on? Well, I actually listened to, a, we played one of my tracks from my album, and, and I heard something I didn't like, so I actually just ran off and we fixed it over an A. Okay. And I came back. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. The last episode, we got to hear some of your music. We did. Yeah. Which was awesome. fun. Are we any closer to the the album being complete? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long has that been in the works? That album. Uh, since like 1973, something like that. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was a seed that is now uh, a yeah. stalk. Yeah. No, I nice. mean honestly, we're only we're like six sessions into it. I oh. think. But we did get quite a bit accomplished um, in those first six sessions. I mean, we've kind of got yeah. more bounce tracks, and but we know where the rest of the record is going. It's just about finding the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. making and it happen. The business has kind of gotten in the way the last several months. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of That's time, good thing to get. Speaking in the way. of time, let's just catch up. What What has everybody been up to? Uh, mm. You know, Alex, what are you What are you doing these days? Too Too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah. I'm uh, going up to Chicago in a couple days. Okay. Go up there for a beauty commercial. Um, Beautiful come back see that five days here beautiful do four days in columbus man and then i might start a movie so wow yeah man that's out of control all over the place lots of have, music videos do you have a personal assistant an agent at this point no sounds like you need that the only helper i have is the coffee in my hand wow that's it so that's cool <laughs> anything anything yeah. that you've done recently finally ship or publish that you can share or talk about uh, I know I've heard a couple movies well, that you worked on that are getting a lot of press. That's like the the big one. Yeah, the first union feature I did as an operator, Mom and Dad. Uh, we've talked about it. The Nicolas Cage thing I did down. Yeah, a crazy Nicolas Cage horror yeah. f- horror flick is getting really good press. Yeah, because you TIFF. you told yeah. that story Toronto about uh, you were telling the story about how it was so weird that there you are <laughs> across from Nick Cage talking to him, giving him direction. Yeah, and he was just. He was exactly how he is on screen. Like, he was exactly what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> he's you don't turn off Nick Cage. He's a wild man. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just get him all the time. Yeah. There's whether you, these, there's whether you're recording or not, you're getting that performance. No. Yeah, yeah. That's just him. That's awesome. No. You hire Nick Cage. You hire Nick Cage yeah. to be an actor because you want Nick Cage. That's cool, man. It's been getting a lot of great press. Like yeah. people are saying it's it's a wild crazy film and they're like Oh, it better be. You know, um Based on people are saying you got to see this. So yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm cool, excited man. for it to come out. I don't know what the release is going to be like. If it's going to be in theaters, VOD, yeah. 
Whatever. And what was your, your, you were an operator? I was B camera operator and then splinter unit director of photography on that one. So cool, man. Yeah. So Congrats to you. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. That's I'm great. excited to see it though. That's cool. What about you, Dan? Yeah. What have you been What have you been doing? You building a company or something? Kind of building yeah. a company, spending some time doing that, getting our new brand out there, and mm-hmm. um, kind of entertaining some um, not and in, in the entertainment scent mm-hmm. uh, sentiment, but uh, entertaining some proposals with new uh, new potential co- clients and customers, and you know, building our brand, which is uh, a big endeavor because of all the yeah. assets that you have to build in support of it. So. You know, we have our visual identity now and our uh, what we sound like, but there's all these things you have to build. Oh, yeah. So now we kind of have a transition website, but we have to get to the full site. Right. And so just a lot of plans. And so is your, is, is your hustle, uh, like, are you traveling a lot? I mean, I think you were out of town for a little bit. Um, Not a ton of travel, okay. honestly. Uh, I think that's going to come as we expand kind of our, our base of customers. But right now we just kind of really want to, um, you know, make, uh, make our relationships happen in Cincinnati, work with mm. the customers that we're working here in town perfect what we're doing and um, yeah. you know the word will spread from there make nice. post-production sound great again got it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I've been uh, traveling a little bit I just got back from yeah. Austin Texas oh, Austin, yeah that's right. I saw that post what I was were you in doing? Austin Texas uh, we were Alamo working with we were uh, I don't know about the Alamo Draft House what is that it's like a super independent uh, high-end theater that runs like really good movies. Oh, no. Didn't have time for that. Oh. We were there working. We were uh, I was there with the agency. We were pitching some work for a non-bourbon spirits brand. Mm. Tequila? I'm not going to say. Gin? Not going to say. Brandy? <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny. Vodka. You're this working is, with the Russians. This is making me thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to sort of put on my creative director hat. Mm. So you've always got that on. St- now. Stepped into in fact, the. I think you're wearing that right. Stepped now. into the agency dark side for a minute, and uh, it's been fun. It was really good. We we presented this really really fun creative that I that I think we got a good shot at um, at winning. Mm. And if we do, it'll be a lot of fun to create and, and be a part of it. And I think um, not only will it be fun for us, but I think the consumers will really have a lot of fun with it. Cool. Can you speak oh, about go. that for a little second? Your, uh, your kind of newly defined role? Well, I don't really have a newly defined role. I mean, role. you're getting into some new things. I'm, I'm uh, you know, you know, here's, you're expanding. Here's you're, the you're thing. You're reinventing like yourself, you're, aren't you? You're yeah. Here's the, well, kind of. Here's the thing. I'm I'm an old guy. Okay. Yeah, ancient. Uh, I'm, I'm pushing 40. <laughs> So I'm I'm trying buck. I'm yeah. trying to get ahead of my midlife crisis. Okay. So most you know, people buy a motorcycle, and what do you do? Well, I've <laughs> I I'll get a motorcycle too, but I uh, you know I've done I've been doing you know video production and stuff since you know I don't know between ten and twelve years now, mm. um, and I like it. I enjoy it. I like the camaraderie. I like the team. I like all that sort of stuff. So it's it's not that I'm going to stop doing these sort of things, but I do. I do feel like it's time for me to evolve a little bit and and add some new uh, some new goals and some new reaches and um, you know we're a part of Leap Group uh, so we have a an amplification wing we have a, a full service digital agency and then we have LeapFrame which does film in motion and I just think there might be some opportunities to to influence across the board. Cool. So um, one of those opportunities has come with this specific project where I'm playing the role of creative director. I got to build sort of a ad hoc team to approach this, yeah. create the creative, go do the pitch, win the work, and um, so it's kind of fun. It's it's a it's a a fun way to sort of explore some things. So nice. doing that, still got my toes dipped in the political waters. Uh, we had our first big uh, Randy. Yeah, we had our first big campaign outreach <laughs> during the Erlanger Heritage Days. It yeah. happens at the train park where everybody gets together. There's some craft tables. There's some. Uh, the high school came up and played uh, the national anthem, and the choir sang. Uh, the high school court choir. So, what were you doing on site? We had a booth, and we were giving out free waters. It was a hot day. We had created uh, some pamphlets and some other things. I was working the booth, and Buying we were votes. we yeah. were getting people to uh, sign up and get uh, Randy's name on the official petition, mm. so that he can be on the ballot. Cool. This is grassroots politics, guys. You know what I mean? And it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot, and it's pretty cool. So You're all over um, the spectrum. Yeah, all, all over, over the place. place. All over Man. the place, yeah. Still playing with my, my Bossa Nova jazz band. Have you uh, still doing the clarinet? Uh, I am playing. No, I am, no, no, no. I'm, I'm still <laughs> playing it. I just haven't had time recently. It's been a little. I haven't had time you to really focus on it. You should have taken it with you to Austin. Yeah, I know. Could have sat on the street corner and 
could have played it on the plane. Made enough for for a couple Serenated bourbons. Serenaded the entire plane. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, anyways, it's been good. But uh, good. what do you guys? What do you guys been watching? What's culturally relevant now, Dan? Yeah, what, what are you, you doing? Anything you're, do you even have time to watch anything? I do, well, I kind of been squeezing in. We binge watch things at our house, mm-hmm. yeah. so you know we kind of knock them off. Sometimes we wait a few years, you know, and we get so we get several seasons. Yeah, mm. and my wife. So and you I just started just Mash, right? Out. Yeah. Well, I'll go back. <laughs> we we got to get through I Love Lucy first, and then we'll get to Mash. But, yeah, I love Mash. <laughs> no, we're uh, and we just finished up the Americans. Ooh. Ooh, we watched that for like a season or two, and then I guess either we lost it. Yeah. Well, clearly we lost interest, but somehow we just stopped watching it. But I loved, uh, I loved what's her name, Carrie. Yeah. Is that the Russian? She's spy got thing? she's got those uh, Jordas jeans going. Yeah. Oh, uh, is the that the Russian thing. spy thing? Whew. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But she's got this. What's the other one? Eighties <laughs> Jordas <laughs> jeans. Like, Back to the Jordas jeans. Homeland. Homeland. Yeah, that, that's, that's not the same. No, that's. Thing. We, uh, that. we actually watch that season to season. So you're you're real into uh, terrorist and uh, espionage shows. So into terrorists. <laughs> you love espionage. I love terrorists. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, Brandon's I got really a beard don't for like you. terrorists. <laughs> I like to watch shows about that. I like to sh- watch shows about where we get the terrorists. Gotcha. Uh, that's what I gotcha. Mean. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Cool. What about you? What are you watching? Uh, <laughs> uh, started watching. I think I did. I mention it. Rick and Morty. I mentioned mm. this at the. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't get it, but <laughs> I did. I hated it. Episode one. I watched episode one like a year ago. Absolutely despised it. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Sure, but I love it. Now. Yeah, I'm like so into it. So yeah. you now you figured it out. Genius. Okay. And I watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff of them like doing the voiceover and getting into character. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Other than that, yeah, not a lot. We haven't been in the movies in a while. Yes. Might I suggest Ren and Stimpy then? Ren and yeah. Stimpy. Yeah. You might yeah, be into that. Classic. I watched that back when I was a kid when that shouldn't have been kid acceptable. No. Yeah. Well, they, they <laughs> didn't they air it before or after The Simpsons? Uh, I think they did. But it was, or, on, it was or, on a kids-only network. It was on Cartoon Network. No, it was like on Nickelodeon. What, what's, the cartoon that yeah. Bart, what's the cartoon that Bart watches on The Simpsons? Was that Ren and Stimpy? I- Icky and Scratchy. Oh. Icky and Scratchy. Kind of based oh, yeah. on Ren Icky and Stimpy, and right? Kind yeah, of. I except so, Ren and Stimpy don't murder each other. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. That's really sure. violent. Itchy yeah. and scratchy is really bad. Uh, we used yeah. to watch The Simpsons at dinner every yeah. night when yeah. I was a kid. Sure, why not? Man, it's awesome. Uh, but I do want to get out. Uh, I've been thinking about doing this movie pass thing to go to the theaters. Have you heard about that? Uh, kind of like you pay a flat fee and you go as much as you want. Yeah, it's ten bucks. <laughs> is that a, send you a? Is dip. it really a thing? Yeah, my buddy Joel, who we've had, I had Joel on the show. Yeah, Joel Rower. He just got his card in the mail. That's not a good sign. They send you a debit card, and so weird. Like he said, you have to go to the theater. It uses you open up the app. It uses your location services. It says, okay, you're within the theater. It unlocks your card after you check into the movie. Then you can go pay with the tickets on the MoviePass debit card, and then you get your tickets. But you have to be at the theater thirty minutes prior to show. See, that's dumb. You should just be able to walk right in. Sit yeah, down. he said there might be a way to do it remotely, like from home, and get yeah. your tickets in advance. But as of right now. Uh, I'm not in yet. It's really weird. They I want to be able to. Card. I want to be able to walk in and yeah. either my phone hovers over or they just scan my fingerprint and I'm in. But this is like a roundabout way. This is an ex Netflix CEO that started sure. this thing, so he's kind of circumventing the entire system. Yeah. Like, how do you? How's your business survive on ten bucks a month? I don't know. Well, if you well, it, it survives in the group. But when you get I mean. a, such a large pool of people paying ten bucks a month, then they have to then be you got something on like seventy five percent of people going once a month, maybe, you know. Yeah. If they don't go, that's where they make the money. Well, if you increase frequency, right? Yeah. Um, then you're also it probably doesn't include the ancillary things, so you're still paying for your popcorn and your soda and stuff. Yeah. Like but that, that goes to the theater. The ten dollars goes well, to this place movie pass. Perhaps there's you know some sort of there's a deal. There's a backroom deal. You know, there's maybe. Be some, there's a backroom deal. Maybe. Yeah. Either it's, way, it's, it's, being it's being subsidized <laughs> by the film companies. Because yeah. right now... And Big Pharma. I pay roughly six grand a month <laughs> in movies. So yeah. it's like 10 bucks would yeah. be great. It'd you know? be really good for you. That'd be like a what? Like a $5,600 savings or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> Big yeah. Pharma's behind it all. 59 And Monsanto. Fifty nine ninety. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> Monsanto's funding it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I think it sounds interesting. Well, just because they got to sell the corn syrup more on the other stuff, right? You, your tickets Popcorn. one thing, and then all of a sudden you get through the concession line, yeah. particularly with your family, and it's like fifty five dollars. Yeah, because like, it's all about corn syrup. The guys. one we go to, it's like my old fashioned <laughs> costs more than that. Yeah, trust the me. Bullet bourbon costs. Monsanto more than that. was behind everything. 
Chemtrails. All that butter. Chemtrails. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been fun catching up. <clears throat> um, but I do really. Oh, we're wa- already done. Yeah. No, I do really want to. I do really want to jump into uh, our conversation with Gwyn Sound. With the man. So, first of all, let's catch back up to speed. Uh, Sound Images is now Gwyn Sound. Give us that quick wrap up on how we got to there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the, the business and the purchase of the business was essentially official mid March. And we knew we wanted to build a new brand. Um, no disrespect at all to the previous owners, just it was this time. Mm. Uh, and we we're going to re- be reinventing what we did here, too, um, maintaining, you know, a, a good portion of the audio post and sound design, but then really amping up the artist recording piece as well as our, our sonic branding uh, vertical as well. So it made sense to kind of refresh the brand. Uh, with that, we wanted to embrace the heritage of the building, of, of our hometown in Cincinnati, and so kind of gravitated with the help of a, of a small agency uh, out of DAP, some kids out of DAP that, that did a fantastic job for us, uh, refreshed the brand, became Gwyn Sound, and, you know, came to life uh, visually uh, a few months after that, probably June, July, and now we're... Um, we're just starting to kind of launch the brand. You know, better PR announcement. And yeah, man. You guys are hustling. Yeah. So for those of you listening, uh, the Gwyn building was home, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. to like the original Procter & Gamble. Yeah, build, it was the building, first right? global headquarters, 1936 to 1951. Yeah. Whoa. And building designed by Ernest Flagg, yeah. huh. a famous Beaux-Arts uh, architect of his day. So he's got these big, gorgeous, ornate windows, and um, it's just a really cool, pretty building. Good cool lobby. building. The arches so, are a big. I wonder where they got the point. Yeah. where they get Gwyn Gwyn sound from. Do you know the history on that? Yeah, it was. Um, so the building or was commissioned building. for um, one of the Vanderbilts, and um, she was married to a Gwyn. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so that's how Gwyn kind of came into play. Cool. Nice. I think that's it. That's cool, man. And um, but we just love the we love the building. We love the history of the building. We love yeah. the architecture, and so that's kind of embodied in our our lockup as well. Yeah, so, no, nice. it's 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 really cool. So, yeah. you you guys have always been, uh, you know, audio post sort of house recording. You've done a lot of commercial work, but I wanted to to hit on this this couple things. First one is the brand Sonics. You guys have really started to go after sonic audio branding yeah explain a little bit to the listeners you know i don't even know what that means exactly a lot of people aren't even having this conversation right what do you mean by this well you know every brand knows what they look like right and there's a lot of time energy money that puts into it's put into developing the visual guidelines and the brand guidelines themselves Mm -hmm. uh, building a visual identity essentially and sound has kind of gone largely ignored yeah you know but yet it's the, the most impactful way to reach a consumer to, to make an emotional connection so when you music and sound when uh, you say sonic identity are you referring to things like a jingle ba-da-ba-ba-ba that exactly that's or part of it. that's a mnemonic nationwide right? is on your side that one's amazing yeah those are yeah. both very nice by the way I thought those were great you just nailed those two performances not, not, not bad he's you're, a musician yeah. you're welcome nationwide <laughs> and McDonald's you can reach me at by the way we're not sponsored by either McDonald's or nationwide that's right. Yeah. Bummer. Um, so, but it's that type of thing, right? Yeah, it's it's the it. okay yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of like the end of the tale a little bit. What know? about like uh, the old school? Uh, if anybody remembers, dum bum 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 Intel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that still is rad? that a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. Okay. Yeah, huh. I think what some brands did, you know, initially, just like people kind of stuck their toe in the water when uh, digitally, right, and building websites. It was like, do you have a a digital strategy. Yeah, we have a website, you know, but then they've kind of gone back. So I think in the case of some brands, they kind of realized that they wanted to have a tag. They created a tag. It might've come out of nowhere. Yeah. Now I think they're realizing that whatever they do sonically has to really embody their brand. Yeah. So they're kind of going back. Yeah. So I'm sure the jingle is just one part of it too. Are there other sections of the sonic identity and how would you describe that to a layman like me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you do your research first. And so what kind of sets us apart is um, we've developed this tool over the last four years, and it's called Brandsonics. Okay. Essentially, it's an algorithm that was developed to take a brand's kind of prime prospect information, so their consumer target, 
combine that with um, their brand character and elements of their brand fundamentals and brand pyramid, okay. then spits out essentially your sonic attributes. Huh. So if I so come that, to you, if I come yeah. to you and I'm like, hey, I'm starting a company called uh, bourbonballs.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm go trying. Two ways I'm trying that. to reach. <laughs> I'm trying to reach millennials, because that's what everybody's trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to reach millennials, and I say to you, uh, my brand is all about the balls. Totally. We're all about the soaked in bourbon, bourbony, chocolatey. Uh, we're about <laughs> good times. We're about um, sipping on it, mm-hmm. um, and enjoying time with friends. Yeah. To which Dan would you respond, take that family friendly brand. You take that information <laughs> mm-hmm. and you pump it into your systems and your ways of thinking. Yep. Uh. And what do I get out of it? What do you come back with? Yeah. So ultimately, and we, we, we're going to push you to get a little deeper into some of the, the key things that really define your brand. You know. So we'll take that information for sure. We'll, then we we'll, might push you even a little bit more to get to get even more bo- gotcha. robust with it. So. And in the sense of my company, you would go balls deep. <laughs> 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 Knew it was coming, didn't know exactly when. Um, you had to. There it is. <laughs> Bourbon balls deep. We would go balls deep. Take another yes. sip. <laughs> we would go for for all the gusto. Uh. <laughs> and uh, and then we would take all of that balls deep information, right? <laughs> and we would plug it, our plug it into title. our Brad Sonics tool. <laughs> Okay, and, uh, and then we would have we would have a framework to work from. Uh, then, gotcha. then we would work with you, and we would we we have a network of uh, artists and musicians. We would uh, get you know input from uh, a, a fairly large sample size, actually. Yeah. To get initial demos out, we would then we then test them. We have a, right. a testing partner and a research partner, and then come up with a recommendation as a to essentially a sonic direction. Gotcha. Hmm. So you present, hey, this is the type of music and sound you should be putting behind your videos and your stuff. If you were to have a mnemonic tag, it's going to sound something somewhere like this. If you were going to... Uh, well, does it go as far as a spokesperson? Like, oh, yeah, like you are a, an Australian woman. Yeah, I'm a, like my brand needs to be pushed by a... You're a British a, gentleman. A 20-something mm-hmm. British popper? Like, <laughs> totally. Balls Yeah. Deep. I think the easiest way to say it is that just like... Your visual identity mm-hmm. is seen across all of your consumer touch points. Which in that you in that visual identity, I'm going to have a color palette. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a font choice. Yeah. I'm going to have probably some sort of logo lockup. I'm going to have treatments on how to lock things up, how not to lock them up. What's my secondary font? What's the weights of the fonts? What are the ways I can use complementary color? What are the ways and you know? So I've got all that stuff, and you're just right. saying that. Take away the visual and let's do that with sound. Well, Here's exactly. in fact, take all of those visual cues that you just identified. That wasn't exactly layman's terms right there. Right. That's fine. Yeah, what, yeah. No, uh, I'm, I'm Brandon was doing, but I'm getting it. Um, so then you you channel that and you can you reverse that, not really reverse, but you move that into then sonic speak. Gotcha. Mm. So all of those same attributes, what they should mean for your brand. And we took the cues from your consumer. Gotcha. And we took the cues from your existing. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. Tempo. And since, yeah. So well, it, well, even all those touch points. Right, yeah. You you need to also sound like you should sound like. Sure. Just like you look like you know you should look. Right. Huh. So your color palette musically is how's this? What's the color and the feel, the tone of the of the piece? Yeah. Exactly. You're in these tones. This is where you live. You Bass are. Trump or you are. Yeah. Your yeah. brand is more. Um, country hip hop with a with a tinge of Kenny G totally. sax. Which yeah. sounds beautiful. <laughs> um, well, you know, there's there's different ways too to kind of appeal to to people through music, and people have eclectic tastes. Mm. So I may like country, and I may like jazz, and I may like uh, hip hop, but there are going to be elements um, that speak to each one of those genres that come out of these sonic attributes, mm. mm-hmm. and those elements don't necessarily have to be relegated to a certain genre and style of music. So therefore, we can reach your consumer regardless of their taste in music by modifying within the scale um, gotcha. uh, any type of music that's still consistent for your brand. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So you create a spectrum that works for the brand. So the, the thing I always have a hard time with is clients and brands a lot of times want to pick music based on personal preference. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys have created a, a systematic way to think about this that removes personal preference, starts to look at it more objectively and says, look, 
this the this musical direction we're presenting numbers driven. is driven by the yeah. by the proof and the truths and the things that are that mm-hmm. actually matter. Yeah, it's taking it's That's taking your brand and your consumer, but then, powerful. And then coming up with something and then testing it to ensure yeah. Yeah. that it's right. Have you had any pushback on that? Or people going, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we see that it's that's what you think it should be, but really, this is where we want to go. Yeah, I think, uh, of course, we have, and okay. and I think a lot of it is just because um, this is still an emerging capability. Yeah, and um, there's a couple of things that are in play. One, brands, um, you know, they're just some of them just aren't ready from it f- philosophically. They they don't really understand how to really apply it or how to corral mm-hmm. uh, this information. We can help them, help guide them through that. That's something we learned we had to do. So that that's a big key. Um, the other thing is measurement. You know, it's like everything kind of comes back to measurement. So part of our challenge is going to con- be co- to continue to dive into data to be able to help um, our brands and our clients right. measure the impact that um, our work does. I think intuitively you would say we have to be on brand with everything we do in every touch point, yeah. right? Yeah. Now it's up to us to to start to build a, a database, a log essentially of of, of data and wins uh-huh. that can really dimensionalize this for clients. How it can really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that'll evolve over that you know brand relationship lifetime too. Absolutely. As as the numbers start rolling in, you're like, eh, okay, we need to kind of reach more of this sector. Mm-hmm. So you tweak the sonic identity. Yeah. And there are some key metrics that kind of already exist. I mean, one would be in Brandon kind of audition them for us. It, the, the recognizability and so the awareness uh, level of um, intel that's associated with their mnemonic, yeah, right? Yeah. Or farmer's insurance. Or sure. Some of these others. That's, again, that's just a, the tip of the iceberg, and that's a really broad stroke. Mm-hmm. But um, if you talk about um, brand recall and how you want to be able to deliver that, you can do that essentially in a, in a three-second mnemonic. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. And done well, one that really matches up with your brand. What do you think Alex's mnemonic <coughs> would be? Man, that's I don't know. I was thinking maybe something like a like a crying baby, like maybe, a Neil Young guitar solo. Maybe just hammering that same note, you know, <laughs> just just one note, consistent, just, but a sweet one, hmm. you know, just like rocking a sweet out. one. I like it. Yeah. 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 All right. Sounds I like, like that. Yeah, about to crash. I, I was feeling. <laughs> I was feeling more like a Alex Elkins. You're see, you're stuck on Nationwide. <laughs> I heard Nationwide. <laughs> Because, you know, I was going for, like, kind of... Alex is in Nationwide. Yeah, but I was going for, like... I feel like he... I I feel like if we were to assign him music to him, he's like a James Taylor. I'm a James Taylor. Oh. Really? He seems like a nice... You know, Alex is just a nice guy. He's huh. easy to get along with. He's easy drinking. He's a... He's, you know, Ca- Carolina on, on your side or whatever. <laughs> Whenever I see that, how can yes, face, yes. I can Yes, yes. smile myself. Yeah. How I, I love you. <laughs> yes, I do. I got a theme song. Give me that turns me inside out. Nothing about you, baby. I'm going home. Man like me can. Yes. Awesome. All right. I love it. that. Then send me that clip. Nice. That's cool. Who would you want your music to be? Dan. personal music yeah it's like not you, based on preference it's based geez. on numbers on science and numbers you walk yeah. in a room what do probably people do my own what do people hear because i because it should be something from you me, know what i mean probably. Yeah, yeah what would be my what my equity would sound like uh hmm. i should work on that T- too busy working on other people's yeah <laughs> i would like mine to be something from uh maybe uh 90s Jay-Z. 90s hip-hop somewhere You're, you are jay-z somewhere in the 90s hip-hop realm you know you walk in and everybody just hears a big horn stab yeah. But then you need to carry a hazer and stage lights with you. I think that'd be dope. Anyways. So, I love it, man. I think what's cool about what you guys are doing, it seems a lot more proactive than audio shops have done in the past. I think a lot of times the audio industry, because I cut my teeth in the audio industry. I have a bachelor's degree. In audio engineering. I know. That's crazy. Uh, I'll send you my resume later. Please. Um, <laughs> You're looking? <laughs> yeah. Looking around? <laughs> I can figure, I can, I can do things. Um, uh, but, uh, but it seems like in the past, it's always been a vertical where you guys kind of sit around and wait 
you wait for the call from the mm-hmm. production company or the agency or whatever to book the voiceover, edit the voiceover, do the thing, do the whatever. And this brand Sonics piece seems a I like it. It's got a little aggressiveness to it. You guys are going out there saying, "Look, you guys need to get on this train because we're rolling." Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's kind of it's our background. We're we're marketers, and we're sound designers and sound engineers. Yeah, and we're composers, and it's so it's a just a it's a wonderful blend of experience and skill sets that kind of uniquely uh, position us to be able to do this. That's awesome. Um, and then this the mindset of our brand in terms of um, how to really treat a client and, and develop a partnership. Huh. You know, where, yeah. where both parties really feel like they're winning and. That's kind of all part of my background is starting is trying to develop those types of relationships. Right, because you shared in the first the first half of the the interview with you about how you were agency guy. Exactly. So I really I, I like what you guys are doing. So Gwyn Sound is is now uh, forward. Not that you were not forward thinking, but it's it's you guys seem to be a there's a little more uh, cutting edge. Yeah, there's some uh, go get it in innovators. There. Yeah, it's a little more div- it's diver- more diverse for mm-hmm. sure uh, in terms of. Um, Trailblazing? Yes. Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Yeah. Trailblazers. Nice. Um, All right, cool. Well, Brand Sonics, that's exciting. Where can people find out about it? Where can they go see it? Where can they hear it? Where do they jump into this thing? Yeah, well, we're, um, you know, we're www.gwensound.com. Okay. Um, It's a transition site that we have up now, but it certainly goes through all of our capabilities and... So they can find out more about Brand Sonics there and... Find a little bit more. Who to reach out to and... And all that stuff, but mostly it's just give us a call and let's let's talk about what uh, what your brand should sound like. Okay, nice. cool. That's, I have a question. Yeah, man. This whole new uh, direction with Gwyn Sound, mm-hmm. I want to know how it impacts us and our listeners. And we have a good question from Frank here. Okay, will you be renaming Studio B the Bourbon Booth? Mm. <laughs> man. Um, I have to look into with I have to or talk the to barrel of the bourbon balls. Levels. Either one, yeah. <laughs> you know, either one. You know, I think that whenever you're here, that's what it's called. There you go. Perfect. That was a great answer. That's look that's, at that. Uh, yeah. So yes, politically correct. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's always yes. Yes. Cool. Um, All right. Very client centric. What I want to know about is the, the, client wants. the artist mm-hmm. side. Yeah. things you guys i'm excited that's what i'm the most excited about because i just the think it's aspects? i just think it's fun so yeah, yeah the fact that you guys are getting really passionate again about recording original music and getting bands in here and groups mm-hmm. in here is really exciting to me so talk about that thanks yeah well you know the, they all work together too which is kind of the fun thing is that um by having this kind of network of musicians that um that we know that want to work here as well as the other verticals that we kind of live in, they all kind of support one another. So, you know, our artist network can work on some of our work for brands. Um, they can help to de- develop uh, demos for brand Sonics. Um, you know, the work, um, there's there's a lot of crossover, which makes yeah. it kind of a beautiful <clears throat> marriage. But there haven't been a lot of albums that were really made here over the years. So we kind of want to change that. You know, we yeah. really want to have it be this artist destination too. and. I mean, a lot of the brand work that w- that we're doing, it happens. I think when you're in a small business, the, the, it's day and night work. Yeah, but it seems like during the day, there's a little bit more focused on on our brand stuff. Um, but you know, the studio, a lot of artists like to record at night, and yeah. so it's like, hey, we're we're open 24 hours. Let's um, make this this incredibly wonderful artistic place to come and uh. you know track your stuff and feel at home and. Yeah, man. You know, feel united with us as a company and as a studio to help you make the best work you can make. Huh. Now, here's what I want to know because I, I feel like I've I've heard a couple things you've said that that pique an interest, and I don't know if you you guys are going this route or not. But mm-hmm. can we expect Gwyn Sound as a label? Can we expect that you guys are going to be proactively finding talent that you believe in, producing records, and sort of playing more of that record label role. I know that's a different role in in today's music economy, but you guys seem to have a lot of knowledge. To me, I'm looking at it going, okay, you guys know how to brand, Mm -hmm. you know how to make music, you understand distribution, you understand rights, you understand uh, how to get paid. It seems like you're set up to position and to put out some albums from more of a label perspective. Is that something you guys have talked about? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> we're heading in that direction, and that we may have um, already 
recorded a couple tracks with one of our initial um, mm. roster clients. So I can't say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely cool. uh, something that we feel like we'd like to do. If cool. you look at one of the biggest barriers for young artists, it's, yeah. it's trying to, to produce a really great product. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is these days it's it's no longer – it's no longer about the actual recording. Back in the day, you you had to have enough money to actually record it. Nowadays, the bar has has garages and bedrooms. Yeah, now it's the bar is lowered. You can record it on just about anything. Not quite at the quality that you can with the gear you guys have here, uh, but I think more importantly, it's having the savvy on how to market it. It's the mentorship. How to distrib- really, yeah. How to get into distribution. How to get the total package. I mean, you know, the new distribution is the playlist. Can you somehow get on a sponsored or a curated playlist that's the new that's the new way things happen and it seems like you guys with with the brand sonics approach and uh your connection to to brands and advertising seems like it's well suited to not only record music but help people market it you got it Mm. yeah we think that we're kind of uniquely positioned to be able to kind of do that um and and it's such a it's a passion play for me too with my my older kids both being um musicians and artists yeah and that's their work Mm -hmm. um and so i have a real personal um you know level of it's it's a personal cause for me yeah you know you're invested high level yeah i'm very highly invested in it um because of how close to home it hits Mm. yeah so um there's a lot of fantastic artists out there and so many around here that um you know just need the opportunity to create a, a great product and a great great studio and a great facility. And really, you know, the, the gear is one thing, but I think the other thing is like the um, sound designer and sound engineer, um, you know, um, being being in the right environment with the right people, um, yeah. the right capture. Mm-hmm. Then from there, the right, of course, the, sure. the right mix. And then really from there, the support, you know. So it's, and it's very much a DIY land with unsigned artists today. So it kind of bridges that gap a little bit where we kind of help you to, to be a DIYer. <laughs> yeah. And we don't, you know, we're not in it to the, to the level that record labels are. Right. In terms of, you know, um, it's very, very lopsided. You know, yeah. it's not, we're, we're about um, creating this artist-friendly kind of hub. That's cool, man. Getting them started and and just having a stake in the the works that we help them create. Totally. Nothing beyond uh, owning them as an artist. Yeah. (laughs) No. Dude, getting started is so tough (laughs) as an artist. I feel like there's there's just so, it's so saturated with tiny, tiny artists that don't have anywhere to go. Do you have any words Mm -hmm. of advice for somebody that may actually be talented? I know that's so subjective. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get yourself out there as an artist? You're an artist yourself. Your kids are artists. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you, what are people supposed to do? Just yeah, you know, submit I, to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of in a way. No, I mean, I think the the first thing I can tell you what I just told my kids, and I I will say that the, all three of us, um, so my, my two big kids and myself, in particular, me have not been the best at uh, promoting my own music career. That's for sure. But they've done a really nice job, and they've DIY'd it. Um, uh, very very well and it, it comes back to their understanding of social media best practices mm. uh, how that those work within the, the music space mm-hmm. um, building their network um, obviously you know with my daughter Mia coming uh, out on this show on MTV taking the stage she had this big network kind of like yep right away so that certainly helped her but a lot of that through was it was through MySpace at the time believe it or not yeah and then her account got hacked and she had like millions of followers that were just gone wow um, mm. But she still at least had been out there and had that exposure. Um, and then my son's done a really good job of uh, building it through kind of just getting out there, playing shows, touring. Cool. Um, he's also a visual artist, so he has another draw that way. And he's um, he's very prolific. So he, for him, he keeps cranking out music. Mm. How do you keep um, producing artists? <laughs> <laughs> You've got the, There's you something, got deep There's down, something yeah. there. Yeah. And what about your youngest? Is she an artist she's, too? She's going to be there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Based upon man, you're like a thoroughbred. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, based upon the, the absence of time and attention she's given her homework lately. Yeah, she's probably yeah, she's uh, yeah, yeah, well. she's an artist. It's a good path to go. Huh. No, I mean, so the advice I would just be like, first keep, off, just keep keep writing, keep like putting all the time and writing. Good, yeah, just yeah. just practicing the hell out of the craft of songwriting. Hmm. And your your performances. I think sometimes things get skipped, and it's like it really doesn't take that much time. You have to force yourself in a way to fall in love with the aspects of your craft that maybe 
aren't top on your list, mm-hmm. you know, because it all then helps. It's that much more inspiring when you can get to the point where yeah. your guitar skills are at a level that really supports then, you know, your vocal, your vocal delivery, where you just make everything easier over time. Mm. So the, what, what I told my kids was look at each day as and each year as one little sliver of improvement. So you can do something every day over the course mm-hmm. of a year, you will have 365 new layers of improvement. So mm. don't waste ever waste a day. Don't waste a moment. Uh, Man, good good around. feedback. That was a you just dadded the shit out of that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Dadded>. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, like even when you're waiting in line somewhere, you yeah. Know, what can you be doing? Why don't you be uh, thinking about you know the next line of the song that you're writing? On? Totally. Just don't yeah. just stay stay focused in it. You know, yeah. and the more you're focused in it, the more you observe, the more you pay attention, the more in love you're going to fall. The more in love you're going to fall with the process. Yep. And the better your work's going to be. Totally. Man, that's I great. Think, yeah, my wife gets on me all the time because everything I do at home pretty much, 90% of it is goes back to filmmaking, goes back to yeah. cinematography. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she yeah. reviews and she, tutorials. She's like, like just researching. Let's, let's just watch reality yeah. TV for a minute. <laughs> no, I kind of want to deconstruct this movie and see why <laughs> yeah. they did what they did. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's about right. staying involved, staying engaged. Exactly. I know exactly what you're saying there too, Alex, because I'll, I'll, I'll hear something and... Yeah. My wife, I love that song. I'm like, yeah, the bridge was janky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you deconstruct yeah. it. You know, it's just like, yeah, just enjoy it. You know, and well, I what think I would that's have the done was do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm no authority there, but I, yeah. I do know what I like, and um, you know, you you just have you have to love it. So if you find mm-hmm. something that you love and that you're good at it, then figure out a way to 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 earn a living at it. I like it. That's cool. good stuff. So the, these first two topics seem a little more on the philosophical side. Is there anything that's changing physically with the space? I know I've heard some rumors you guys might do some updates. I've heard about potential writers' rooms. Um, I mean, yeah, what's what's going to happen with the space over time? What what can people expect to be different? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, well, it starts with the uh, refresh of the brand, right? So now we kind of have a new mark and a new logo, right? We're developing a new website, so. Visually, the way that consumers see us, they see now Gwyn Sound, a new name, and in a new lockup. Mm. Um, when you come to the facility, we're starting to make some of those changes too. You know, just things like the signs are just kind of happening this week. But internally, we're going to be going through um, also a design remodel. So we're going to make an investment in our uh, decor, so our interior design, uh, in our equipment, mm. uh, in the aesthetic value of our of, of our studios as well. And really in our culture, too, just in terms of how we interact with one another and how we interact with our clients. Man, that's cool. Well, I can tell you I've never been treated poorly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you improve upon the client improve service. You guys, are, you guys are the best. Yeah. Uh, are we still going to keep around one of the tape machines? We're keeping one of the tape machines, yes. So we still have capability. Yeah. we. <laughs> We, we can still get one you good thing okay. remains. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, no. well, it's, it's, it's important. A lot of people, you know, when they, especially on the music side, they want to know can you get that those old yeah. sounds and that, yeah, that stuff. Then no. you guys have a, you know, you have a nice classic uh, mic arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can we expect new mics in the future or different, different stuff? Yeah. And I think, you know, as we build our business, it can, it'll allow us to continue to invest in those things. And the beautiful thing about uh, vintage gear and stuff is that. Um, you don't have to be the original owner. Yeah. And so as we build our business and can afford to bring in some more um, vintage-like things that can help an artist find the sound that they're looking for yeah, or help us capture a sound that we're looking for in support of our brands or whatever, yeah. we're, we're going to do it. Um, and a lot of that game has changed a little bit because you can now rent mics, right? You can. Is there, there's other mic rental places. Like in our world, Are there's... Are that expensive that you need to rent them? Though? Well, in our world, there's like you know, lensrentals.com mm-hmm. for cameras. Yeah. Okay. Can you rent mics? You can. You can, and we have to do that from time to time. Um, sometime we'll get a, a traveling, an artist that might be traveling through town that's looking for a very specific sound, or perhaps they had uh, recorded vocals somewhere else. Yeah, certain to mic. match it. Yeah. So we need to match it up. So if we don't have it, then we'll we'll definitely go out and find it. Yeah. But are, again, are they that expensive? Oh, some of them. Oh, some of them. Yeah, some of them get up there. Twelve thousand yeah. dollars and stuff. What? I thought microphones were like 500 bucks no. no in fact if you could just be careful with the one that you're yeah. going into right now yeah quit I just pulled the yeah quit touching that Sorry. yeah yeah wow <laughs> no no microphones can get heavy I like real quick oh yeah know that. yes yeah. very much dang well, yes. I gotta quite going back to this the sonic branding thing I, yeah. I had one quick question sure is this only geared towards 
the PNGs of the world, the giant brand, you know, all-encompassing umbrella corporations? Are are you kind of accepting smaller brands, local brands? Is there a barrier of entry for some of these people in town? That's a great question. Um, I think what we're trying to solve for right now is making it affordable for that smaller mid-sized company. And yeah. I think what one some of the things that you remove are some of the hard outside costs. So, mm. for example, we may do testing a different way, mm. you know, versus mm. going with our big research partner. Gotcha. Um, so, so or, or you eliminate that component altogether, you know. Again, gotcha. There are some sacrifices that you might have to make and also some uh, consequences potentially against that. Yeah. Because then it doesn't get the qualified mark because you didn't take it through the the rigorous rigorous type of testing. For sure. But I think brands have been doing that for a long time. I mean, Nike doesn't test anything. I, you know, Nike's kind of like we they literally just do it. Yeah. I think they do the same thing with their marketing. I've got to touch that at one point in my career. They believe in what they're doing. Um, they know their brand. Mm-hmm. They make a call and they do it. So if a mid-sized small brand called us and said, "Hey," figure out what we were. Here's Here are the areas that we want to get right to. Can you do it for us? Mm-hmm. I mean, part of our mission, too, is to work with clients on a level that they want us to work with them. Sure. So we'd figure out a way to get it done. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's adaptable. That's it's great. adaptable. I just know that, the you know, like you said, the PNGs of the world, et cetera, they, they need you to go oh, through totally. that process, right? Because yeah. they don't do anything yeah. unless it goes through that level of, of qualification with their consumers. Mm. You know, so they want to see the, the rigor and the testing and everything that goes in the development. And then they want to make sure that it's it's ready for their consumer by also testing it with consumers. You know, so there's yes. a lot more rigor that goes in simply because of, of the way those organizations work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Nice. Cool. I got a question. Are you guys going to expand in the podcasting world? I mean, you, we, we've been able to, to do this show. You've got one staple, very we've successful. Been, we've been able to highly, do this show for two years that we've uh, connected with. <laughs> yeah. And I heard rumors that there may be another show that, that you guys are involved with. Do you yes. see that as like, a, is that a growth opportunity or is that more of just a networking opportunity? Oh, because back. the podcast world is out of control. Yeah, I mean, it's blowing up. Nice. Podcasts are everywhere. And, you know, there's a lot of really, uh, you know, obviously the big ones are all fueled through, you know, places like NPR and whatnot, but there's a lot of opportunity in the space. Well, we love doing them. We love having you guys here. And one thing that I've kind of noticed since you guys have been coming in here is I pay a lot more attention to the quality of the broadcast now as well. Yeah. And you can tell, I mean, it's all over the board. Yeah. I would love to, well, listen, we want to work with people that we like and respect. So that's our that's one of our missions here. Yeah. So like, we we, we should leave. Then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm leaving. <laughs> one out of two ain't bad. Uh, no, we um, and so it doesn't really matter what endeavor it is. It's like if there's some way that that we can help you and that you can help us. And I think in the case of a the podcast, it's like we love to 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 do these shows and you know we kind of get we, we love having you around we kind of we get our plug mm-hmm. um it's work that is obviously it's our wheelhouse um it allows us to get better at a certain area of work you so can drink at work i mean you can drink at work at least <laughs> within the confines of this podcast it's always just we gotta get more drinking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need uh what you need is you need like Big business and bourbon. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, get them liquored up on the podcast. Then, be some risky decisions. Then right take there. them down the hall and seal the deal. Yeah. You know what you need? Yeah. You need you need a little something called Brand Sonics Ooh. or Brandy Sonics, mm, as I mm-hmm. like to call Let's it. Let's pour a little of this. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you slide on down to the conference room where we can show you? Yeah, turn into announcer voice. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Cool. So, well, that's not a bad idea. But no, we we I could see that. I mean, what do you think about it? What do you um, think Well, I think the the podcast space is I think it's just amazing what's happened. I mean, it's it's every day there's 100 new podcasts in the in the it's just it's super competitive right now. Mm-hmm. It's super niche. I mean, our this little podcast is, you know, I had some the other day I was at a coffee shop um in Newport, Kentucky, and I got crowd spotted. Somebody what? was like, yeah, somebody comes over and was like, uh, Brandon? <laughs> I'm Shut like, up. hey, man, what's up? And uh, that's happened to me like multiple times. You're all that happens, happens all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Kyle was with me and he was like, hey, man, I just you know, 
appreciate the show, man. And, and we kind of had a little chat. Well, um, so what I'm what I'm getting at is there's there is an audience. Big shot. I'm proud for, to know you. <laughs> there's an audience for everything. There's an audience for everything, even yes. for filmmaking. And um, you know, and I think that I, you know, for me, that's. I would say I would, if I were you guys, I, you know, again, the hard part is, and we've had to try to figure it out on this show as well is, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, everyone's always like, Oh yeah. Are you guys, you know, monetizing on it or whatever. And it's like, well, it's, it's hard to monetize on a niche. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's hard to get somebody, um, you know, for, for this show, for instance, um, you know, if I'm Canon cameras, mm-hmm. I could either reach out to this show, which we have a really strong following and people who are super engaged, mm-hmm. um, and I could spend X amount of money, or I could go to filmmakermagazine.com who has 5 million... Very broad audience, yeah. Whatever, like viewers or whatever. Yeah. And from a marketing standpoint, they're always looking at those big numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you guys can find a way with your brand sonics and your, uh, you know, your, your savvy to help market podcasts and connect podcasts to brands, I think you would have an amazing model mm-hmm. where you could then get people and start to, you know, kind of like the the record industry mm-hmm. a little bit and say, yeah. look, we think you guys have something special. We can help you connect it to a brand. I think that's a really smart way to build on the podcast this podcast and other podcasts that you've done here in the past and in the future to say, look, we're not only going to record your podcast here, but we're going to help you develop it and connect it to a brand. Sure. And I think that's where it starts to get interesting. Yeah. So that would be my advice to you is say, find a way to use your all's brand connections and agency connections mm. and start looking for podcasts that sure. you think would play well in certain verticals yeah. that you're connected to. Podcast incubator. And then, absolutely. And then go out and then that way, you know, you're able to, you know, make it work. So the, yeah. Uh-huh. The 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 artists, the people who want to create the content, they're getting uh, something out of the deal, and then you guys obviously are getting something out of the deal, and it could be something really cool that you build together. Yeah, so, so that we, would we be. We can edit this out so that we don't have to give away this concept. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, you can start I think, with us. I think you should <laughs> include the podcast network to your brand portfolio. Yeah. I like it. Take so it. when you get my resume, done. talk to me about it. We'll you know, we're really nimble, so yeah. it's just as easy as saying done, and then yeah, part of it. You know. So what else? Uh, what else is going on? Well, let me uh, let's read this review real quick. Oh, we got we still get reviews. Let's re- yeah, let's we refer got tons back, of them. Let's refer back to our notes here. Yeah, uh, from Homer Lewag, Lewag, the wag, L I W A G, Homer Lewag. Wow. Uh, still, Homer says <clears throat> he says uh, his title awesome again. Why did I not hear about this podcast two years ago? <laughs> I'm still angry at myself for not finding this podcast earlier. These guys have just the right blend of banter with lots of great useful information sprinkled throughout. My new binge podcast. I'm also happy to learn they're from Cincinnati, my hometown. Sweet. I'm the co-director, design director for David Copperfield. Yes! Along with all my design work, I'm also a filmmaker DP wanting to improve every day. Keep the episodes coming, gentlemen. HomerHomerLewag.com. There you go. Plug. Director, design director for David Copperfield. Didn't he make the Statue of Liberty disappear? I think that was Blaine, wasn't it? Uh, Was that Copperfield? No, I think it was Copperfield. Blaine's like man on the street. Blaine is is a Copperfield wannabe. No. no. Copperfield is the real deal. DC. David Blaine's like, I'm going to bury myself for two weeks. and uh, He's just crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the review. Uh, we'll try to keep them coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Cincinnati. That's a super nice uh, review, right? Yeah, there. that was cool. I want to know where he's at now. L.A. Vegas with Copperfield, maybe. Yeah. Vegas? Maybe. I don't know. Huh. But it's uh, it's good times, man. Cool. Man, it's been fun. We that's haven't been fun. in the booth in a while. So I have a yeah. question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, if you ever change the content of your podcast, what would it be to? Hmm. Would you change it? Ooh, some other liquor and some other topic. <laughs> is this is this together? Is this to- tequila together or yeah. separate? Together, if you had to do so it. So if together. we're if we were deciding gonna this podcast is going to change, what else do we or like? Is this the only that we can thread you guys have? both. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we we don't. Yeah, we probably. don't talk outside of work ever. It would yeah. probably. I mean, this is a strong thread, but uh, yeah. It'd be something creative. I would. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like we could do a nice travel podcast. We could. I feel confident. A movie in that. review podcast. 
That's too close to this. But it's not the same thing. It's too close. I feel like we could probably do a nice podcast on um, debates, oh, healthy debates. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where each day, each show we come in with a new debate. Something that we share, yeah, opposite. Because I, totally. yeah, well, because I feel like, and everybody has seen it through the superhero debate. Yeah. Um, we have remained friends. Barely. 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 Through half, our half of a Spider-Man's thread. Honestly, yeah. A lot of yeah. Through through our uh, difference of opinions. Absolutely. I'm so a, I think we're both healthy debaters. Yeah. Like I we're would. We're master you know, debaters. We could. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was one, that's some of your best work. That is some of your best work. That's an old one. Which that's an old. That's one. another. Uh, yeah, you just piled on with that. Wow, one. that's yeah. some of your best work. We can wow. master debate your bourbon balls. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just took the podcast to a whole other level. Uh, I'm not. So even yeah, drinking. I think we could do something. Like that. If I if I were to do, <laughs> I don't know. I've thought of. I've, Travel I, would be great. I used blood. to have a motorcycle podcast. Yeah, I'm low on blood. I had a pod. I don't think it's around anymore. I, I think Ooh, it's gone. I had a pod. I had a podcast called uh, Road Kings. Road Kings. If it's if you ever put it on the internet, it's still there. It was me and my father-in-law. Uh, somebody Google it. Road Kings. Me and my father-in-law did a lot of motorcycle riding probably about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and we would we would, it was great. We'd talk about our our adventures. It was a lot of did fun. Did you do it while you were on the? Road? We did a whole episode on roadkill. Nice. Because when you're riding, you see a lot of roadkill, and so we right. we broke down like the different um, like the different stages of a decomposing body. Mm-hmm. Mm, what? Like the bloat yeah. phase. Ooh. There's the bloat stage. There's a lot of stuff that's it's Some pretty interesting. On my golf trip, tried to develop a roadkill brand where you know instead of like having these pristine little bead like beanie babies you know yeah the animals were kind of looked a little bit more like roadkill. <sighs> that's kind of awesome. Yeah. With their guts splattered. I like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of like... uh cuddly. Well, it's like... Uh, whatchamacallit? Garbage Pail Kids. Mm. Yeah. Same concept. I like yeah. that. And roadkill t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. Like people that. would... Yeah. I think people would be into it. Yeah. Uh, like roadkill recipes. Yeah. Ew. Certain group of people would love it. Mm-hmm. So... How, um, you guys are... Since you're Ferris um, and Elkins, like food and entertainment, is there some sort of thing that like you guys could... It's E&F, F&E, food. And, hmm. Is there anything that like... I don't know. Jives there? No? No. no. It, I think it'd be more like a... We could do a really good therapy type of podcast. Oh, I think that'd be good, yeah. Where, like, you talk... We could ta- do a workout advice. podcast. Yeah, you... Well... Uh, advice for master debaters, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but speaking of F&E, that's the uh, mm-hmm. uh, scientific... Uh, that's where I'm thinking. Periodic table element. Iron? For iron, yeah. F-E. Lifting iron. iron. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping iron. The fact that I've never lifted iron in my life (laughs) or pumped (laughs) iron. Uh, By the way, we used to take an iron. In searching, in searching for your podcast, (laughs) I found this player.fm rankings and list of bourbon podcasts. And guess who's number one? We are. Yeah, of course we are. Alex, you're probably short on your iron because it's the greatest podcast ever. I yeah, I need to go like chew on some dumbbells or something to get my iron back up. Yep. So no, I couldn't find Road Kings. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. gone. Everything's gone. Went at some the way point. of the dodo. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we got a, we got a, we got another show coming up soon. We're doing uh, hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Frank takes care of that. I think I think Frank. Am I right? We're gonna have uh, a, a guy I know named Clint Eastwood. Great. Not Clint Eastwood, but he's a he's a, a Nashville Perfect. session Nashville session musician. You would love this guy. He's great, but he hosts his own podcast. Now that we're talking about podcast, and it's a it's a Metallica podcast. The entire podcast oh, is just Metallica. Wow. They break down Metallica, all things Metallica. They review albums. They talk about sweet. it's everything. This guy's nuts. He's literally nuts. I met, I hung out with him backstage with my is buddy. That a compliment? Or? I don't know. He's crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Yeah. I love him. He's yeah. great. Yeah. So I said, I told Frank, I was like, you got to get this guy on the show. He's crazy. Is he from Nashville? Uh, he's from somewhere else, but he's now in Nashville. So he would drive up or a remote uh i think it'll be a remote mm. but it's gonna be good but he plays a completely different type of music yeah he's he, way into he, metallica that's what yeah. he's like he, he's super into metallica style jazz. he's super into metallica i saw him on tour with um rodney atkins who's a country artist yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a lead guitarist he was playing with rodney atkins at the time and dude like walks on stage with a heavy metal t-shirt 
<laughs> so you got Rodney with like a a, ball, a country ball cap and his belt buckle, and you got you know the other guitar player has on a cowboy hat, and then Clint has on like a heavy metal shirt, and somehow Clint convinced the band. That in the middle of Rodney's show, Rodney walks off the stage and the band goes into an instrumental solo so all the guys can show off, including my buddy Mark on fiddle. Yeah. And they just go into like a Metallica medley. What? It was awesome. That's cool. It was it was rad. Wow. So we'll talk about all that on the okay. show. So that's coming up. And then I think I think I think that's it, right? We got another show? We got another show? We got other shows well, thanks too. Thanks for having me we on. We got guys. so many. There's another show. There's shows yeah. in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. I appreciate it. I think, Absolutely. I, I think I even get I think I even get a special so. You're always special. It's gonna be a special episode just for me. Totally. So. Always. Man. Yeah. I know. That's gonna be it's pretty exciting. Way. Yeah. Maybe cool. one maybe it's gonna be a special show for Alex. Maybe. But probably not. Probably not. You know. Yeah, but I shouldn't <laughs> no. I shouldn't get my hopes up. <laughs> Anyways, no. it's been a lot of fun. Thanks guys for listening. As yeah. always, go to FTBpodcast.com or FTB Podcast on iTunes, Apple, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Snapchat, SoundClouds, the internet, the World Wide Web, wherever you find your information, wherever you're searching and looking because for podcasts. Unlike Road Kings, you can find us. That's right. We're still around. We're the number one bourbon and filmmaking podcast. Maybe the only. Maybe the only. And uh, we really appreciate your patronage. Yes. Check out Gwen's out. Cheers. This podcast is produced by Frank Steele and recorded live at Gwen Sound Studio. Find out more at GwenSound.com.